You are listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 6th of September 2020. This week, Paul talks to chair of the Rossendale Players, David West. He talks about how the company went from being a small ensemble to owning its own theatre, the uncertain future of local theatre, and how putting on production really is a team effort. 104.7 Rossendale Radio. It's Paul Jenkins here on 104.7 Rossendale Radio. I am back in the studio. Um, it is an absolute pleasure uh, to welcome my guest this afternoon. Uh, you obviously heard uh, just a second ago, I, I thought I'd big things up a little bit because everyone, everyone loves a show and everyone's missing a show at the moment. And what they're missing uh, is they're missing that live performance. Uh, and the person I've got on the line is an absolute expert in that area. David West, can you hear me? I can, Paul. Thank you. It yeah. is always nice when I start asking that question and somebody does respond. It's always lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fearful of the technology. Uh, David, do you want to tell us uh, who who you are and who you represent in this afternoon? Yeah, I'm um, the chair of the Rossendale Players. We've um, the group has been in existence, believe it or not, since back end of 1936. And, oh, recent uh, thing then. <laughs> yeah, quite recent, and has. Um, been performing in the valley since since then even through the war years so an awful lot of productions in that time um we started off in in waterfoot in 1936 and then moved to cliffold and then a bit of a nomadic experience and then in 1994 we were able to buy uh, the old Bethel Baptist Lecture Hall in Waterfoot. That's amazing. And it sounds as if up until that point, that you, you, almost like a band of travelling players. Uh, it, it had become like that, yes, uh, in, from 1964. And then um, after a lot more hard work and fundraising, the new Millennium Theatre opened in September 2000. So that was, again, it must have been quite a process to, to go through the fundraising and the planning of the uh, new theatre yeah, and all the rest of it. it before my time but i the, the people that did it um did a wonderful job and the the theater is a very intimate um and a very nice place to come we have a bar just as you come in the door a bar run by uh, our vice chairman david rhodes um and then the, the theater seats around about 86 um on two levels we've got the um the, the ground the the stalls and then we've got um, a small balcony which seats about 20. It sounds as it, if, I've got to say, it, it's not like, you know, because we, we, we think of theatres sometimes. I think everyone's got this kind of stereotypical version of what the theatre is. It's like the, the the palace in Manchester or something like that, where you've got this kind yeah. of like opulent, giant, you know, arena that you're you're going to come into. And it's very impersonal. And it's it's great, you know, if you're doing, a, you know, some large scale musical or something. Um, but actually, you know, what you've got there at the, at the theatre is, is a much more, as you say, I think the like, nice word is intimate. It's, it, does it feel more personal when you've, him, oh yes, yeah, yeah. It, it is intimate. I mean, I, I've acted in in larger theatres, and uh, it, it is lovely to to be there because you, you get the immediate reaction from the audience at any time. Um, the awful thing is when you can actually see them. But uh, <laughs> that, the, so long as Tony has the lighting right, that's very hard to do um, to see anybody just looking at you. But no, it's it's good, and we get the the audience the, the reaction the laughter the the gasps of 
surprise, fear, amazement, depending on what the play is. Um, we, we recently did um, Death Trap by R11, and uh, mm. that required a crossbow being shot. And, oh, my goodness. And gunfire, and it really does... Um, must get a... to the audience it, it's yeah it's they they see a crossbow fired across the stage <laughs> it was my job to catch the bolt i was stage manager <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say so you're in charge of the risk assessment for that one then no the producer was <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah delegate that one that one's uh... <laughs> yeah we had um uh, we had to have the um the weapon that the, the stage manager for that was actually my wife um but we we had to um have all the weapons that that play has a, a myriad of, of weapons um axes and uh, crossbows guns and everything and it all have to be locked up every night it's, it's quite a job when you've got something like that even if they're not real the crossbow was real but yeah i was i was gonna say i mean it's it's the behind the scenes uh, stuff that, mm. that there's really uh, it, to get a production up and running um i think some people think that you know it's a bunch of actors turn up in a bar they learn some lines and then off they go but it's uh, it's much bigger than that and the the rossendale oh. players is uh it's interesting you saying oh it's, you know that you know you you certain friends were doing this and your wife was involved in that does it feel like a, a, a like an almost extended family the rossendale players it does it's um not everybody is in every play but people get involved all over the place and mm. um i mean we're talking about um the costume people the lighting and sound team which are run both run um excellently and then the, there's the people that do the props um people on the front of house the bar it, it is um on the night that is everybody there and, uh, and before that of course the people that aren't seen but who are indispensable are the the set builders and we we've had a very good team of set builders that would go in on a monday morning and wednesday mornings and and work on the set and we've had some absolutely excellent sets over the years because of them um one of them's just retired so if anybody's looking out there for something to do we love to welcome you um <laughs> even if it's only with a paintbrush i mean i learned my diy skills on um drama sets and well they're not brilliant <laughs> <laughs> well i tell you what we'll do dave we're, we're, we're going to share a little bit of that in in a second um, and I, i'll tell you what i can fill you in on some some very dodgy sets that i've put up with tape in in my past um but uh, we've, we've we've we're going to go to a very quick music break if that's all right um now you've, yeah, you've chosen the playlist for us this afternoon which is wonderful um and uh, do you want to uh, help the listeners enjoy it yes well there you go i think I, it's really lovely actually because we get a complete range of of different styles of artists and people involved in 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 the arts uh, here on this particular section of the show um and uh, do you want to tell us because uh, you've gone for africa by toto yeah i um back in the late 80s early 90s i worked uh for an international bank and i spent five years traveling backwards and forwards to kenya seychelles and mauritius and um, whenever i was in kenya i would be flying down from nairobi to mombasa which sounds very posh doesn't it um <laughs> and out of the right-hand side of the plane, I could always see Kilimanjaro. And, Was it rising uh, above the Serengeti? <laughs> well, usually just sticking out the clouds, actually, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> but, uh, and so Africa has always, the, the song by Toto has always had a, a a meaning for me because it reminds me of, of that uh, five years, which were very, very 
on the whole, very enjoyable. I mean, let's face it, if you have to go to the socials on business... Um, <laughs> life could be worse, play. couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, life could be worse. So that, that's, why, that's why I chose Africa. Excellent. This is Toto. Playing more of the songs you like. This is 104.7 Rossendale Radio. Paul Jenkins here with the weekend wind down, and I'm joined by my guest David West. Oh, there you go. I'm, I'm back on the poetry. David Guest is my is he, <laughs> David West is my guest. You've you've become part of the of the scene already. Um, I, I I can't help myself. I'm sorry. Uh, we've uh, we've been chatting just before the the break before we were listening to uh, to Toto um, about you were telling us about your volunteer uh, group. Uh, just uh, I don't suppose you know roughly how many people are involved in the Rossendale Players family. Yeah, we have. Um, before lockdown, we had 80 members. My goodness. Um, not all would be involved in every production, but there would probably be about three in the lighting, um, a couple on the costumes, another couple on props, stage manager. So you can almost double up a cast with what is needed backstage and front of house and to run the the bar to run the coffee room for the interval and everything and, and everybody is a volunteer everybody all the cast all the directors are volunteers so with amateur theater you can't run without volunteers and it's a great thing to be involved in it's a the buzz on a an opening night is is absolutely fantastic as long as it goes well um it is there's a, i i remember them very clearly those those opening nights because the, the dress rehearsal always goes terribly uh that's and, mm. and if you don't have a bad dress rehearsal then you're not doing it properly um <laughs> but there's that there is you're saying a buzz in the air there's there's an electricity around a theater a backstage as well as out the front uh on 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 that opening night isn't there um, oh yeah and and i think what you were saying is about having two or three people is it a case of that maybe there's a few people that are sort of old hands that have been there for a few years and maybe you've got people that are showing them the ropes so that they can carry yeah, on with things after that's that's exactly paul what it is yeah i mean tony in the lighting booth has, he's got rosanna with him who's been there for a while with him and then we've got dan who's just joining us and and learning the ropes um as as he goes along it, it, it's great um and the same with costume we we had um somebody that did it for a long a lot of years and then um moved away and sue came in and and has picked it up and sue angled out and and does the the costumes and it, it, i mean that is a job we did journey's end uh the start of last season the place that in the first world war trenches and we had to get the units she had to get the uniforms all in for that for a cast of about 12 um that wasn't something she could costume herself mm. but um we had to find them but i mean you say that the buzz one of the worst things that happened was two weeks a week before the last play was due to go on, on in uh, march be my baby and we we had to set um talk to the cast on the sunday when they were rehearsing to say i'm sorry but we can't go on because we could see what was coming yeah with, uh coronavirus and to have to tell a cast that had worked brilliantly for weeks mm. that it wasn't going to happen 
was heartbreaking. It's it was such a hard decision for anybody that was involved in live performance at the yeah. time. I, I remember I I run a spoken word night in Ramsbottom and we um denied uh, about it for a, for a very long time. And uh, we we had a our, our guest poet who was who was coming over. He was going to do some brilliant work for us. And he he said, as soon as you're back, we're I'm ready to go for you. Um, but mm. we'd got to the stage, you know. It's but it's the the effort. It's not the it's not the night. It's the the promotion and the posters and the uh, and the and the, the things you're going to need and the tech and all the other things. It was all in yeah. place, ready to go. Um, exactly. That's where we were with uh, with being my baby and the, the cast have been brilliant. And uh, we, we don't know. We might we might start with that but whether we've still got the availability of the cast as some of them were going off to uni and um because there were young a young cast uh, whether we will be able to to go put that on again um with the same cast is is, is debatable and it's it's very difficult as you say we we we're reliant on volunteers and people have other lives um they're not always available they, they make themselves available for a specific production and then if something happens with about the production or their lives they drop out or they they you know they can't alter it and it's totally understandable it's just unfortunate it is and uh, I, I, we, we're always saying here at rosendale we've, we're very lucky in that we've got a very we've got a, a relatively large pool of volunteers um, considering the number of shows that we run or things like that and actually with uh, you know people come and go from our station um but actually you know we we it's, it's very much like the theater we find a way to carry on um and uh, i suppose the the lockdown has probably put extra stress on that volunteer base hasn't it um it has, yeah. I, I, did you say oh, yeah, i think I you mentioned that. sorry that you that one of your um uh members is, is almost waiting to retire but but can't yet he's, he's sort of hanging on until there's somebody to take over <laughs> yeah uh, yeah Pete, well peter directs as well and hmm. he said he'd like to step down from set building but he acknowledges that at the moment there's only two or three of them to do it so until we can find somebody he will continue um i mean i've come into this i was elected to the chair last october christine durkin who'd been wonderful as chairman for 10 years and um to step in and then all of a sudden have the theatre's closing and you're thinking what the did I do to deserve this but there you go well Um, I tell you what, then, what we'll do is uh, looking forward to the future and about how we fix this, because we're going to fix it. We're going to fix live performance yeah. and everything else between us. Um, we've uh, you've, you've picked another cracking track for us. You've, you've gone for Neil Young and it was a Neil Young track that we didn't have on the playlist. I had to go and search it out. Um, why, why Four Strong Winds? Um, four Strong Winds. I lived out in Canada for a couple of years in, back in the late 80s and... Um, the songs i lived in calgary and the song starts i think i'll go out to alberta where there's good there in the fall and the song is a song about the end of a relationship but to me the all the references are to alberta and the weather out there and and it just reminds me of a time when i i lived there that's why i i selected four strong winds by neil young it's the, it's the perfect introduction to, uh, to to your time in Canada. Here's four strong yeah. winds. The frequency. 104.7. The area. Rossendale Valley. The station. Rossendale Radio. 
It's Paul Jenkins here on the Weekend Wind Down, and it's our waffle segment. And I'm here with my guest, David West. And he has been talking to us about the Rossendale players, about all of the challenges that we've got at the moment. Um, but we uh, said just before the break there that we were going to fix things. We are going to we are going to fix theatre and live performance for everybody. Uh, and uh, you've got you've got plans afoot, haven't you, for 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 getting back about some sort of version of reality that we're going to come back to. What, so what what's in the fu- in the future for the Rossendale players? Well, we have four plays already cast, two from last season, um, which didn't get on, as I've mentioned, Be My Baby, which got cancelled 10 days beforehand, and another one called We'll Always Have Paris, which is a very light-hearted um, comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, we should have been starting this season with Mice and Men by John Steinbeck, which is um, quite a, a, a meaty play to get round, uh, set in the... the 30s in um, California uh, in a, on a farm um, written by Steinbeck from his, his book and then another play we, we had was one called My Mother Said I Never Should by somebody called Charlotte Keatley who was Dawn who was our secretary that's just stood down um, was going to make a directorial debut in that so uh, those are the four plays we've got cast so we're going to work around seeing how we can rearrange the theatre we have production meetings regularly we've got Mm. one coming up on how we can space it out so that if we can get audiences in of 20 or 30 out of the 86 that we're um can seat we can go ahead and um put on a play i mean although it's always nice to make money we're we can afford to perhaps not make money on a couple and just get back in front of people. It'll be great to to be able to show people what we're doing. We, we've been doing odd jobs on the theatre and we've been outside working and, and people have stopped us in the streets and said, oh, when are you coming back? We can't yeah. wait to, to come back into the theatre. I mean, whatever you see on Zoom, whatever you see on Facebook or YouTube, it's not the same as sitting in a theatre. I, I said the same to somebody just earlier. I think that first month of lockdown, it was, it was, it, it, for, for a moment we were going, oh, isn't this interesting? I can see what Davina McCall's living room looks like. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then at the end of it, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm tired of seeing your kitchen now, Jonathan Ross. Can we please move on? Uh, and we need, we, we want that connection back, don't we? I think everyone's just longing for that moment of sharing a live experience together. Yeah, we. I mean, we were even hoping to have our committee meetings this week in the theatre, but we've decided as Rossendale has experienced a bit of a spike that we'll, yeah. we'll wait at least this month. Um, but then we've got um, other meetings to arrange. And, and it would just be good to be back with with our friends, all our friends in the group. Um, Did you say that, uh, you've, that the early rehearsals have, have been Zoom-based as well? We've we've been rehearsing of Mice and Men on a Sunday night on Zoom, which was very funny last week when um, one of the guys had actually gone away camping and was doing it from his car nice. and the light was fading and all of a sudden all we could hear was a voice and see because it had got dark. <laughs> it was, that was quite impressive, that. <laughs> as he was trying to read his script in the dark. Um I, I bet he yes, ran. We, I bet he we, ran his battery down as well, just to just did. get that's an internal what he was light. About. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what he was worried about. But yes, so we, we've been re- we've been rehearsing, so we've been seeing each other on that and getting the, to grips with the lines. Um, 
I play an, uh, an old guy who's lost his hand, and uh, which is a candy, which um, is a smaller part, but uh, interesting. But it, it is a, a very good play um, for anybody that knows the book or uh, the play. It, it is a good play. But um, as I say, we, we always have, we also have the other plays which we come in round. Um, that are cast, which will always have Paris and Be My Baby, and uh, my mother said I never should, which is, is is a number of women talking from various ages. I know it well. I studied it for A level. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was. I remember going to see productions of it and writing very long and very analytical essays about my mother said I never should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the rest of the the um, the programme was going to be Agnes of God, which uh, Mark Stoughton was going to direct, which is a, a very quite a serious place set in a, a, a convent. And then I was going to direct separate tables, which would have been the first time I'd directed at Rossendale. And then we were going to finish the season with Lord Arthur Savile's Crime, which Peter was going to direct, Peter Smith was going to direct. Um, we will decide tomorrow exactly where we are hoping to be and when we're hoping to put various productions on. Some may have to go into the 2021-22 season. But I, I think, you know, we will get back. We, mm. we must get back. Theatre must get back. And it is getting back in a, a small way. But um, one of our main uh, responsibilities is, of course, is to our cast, our members and our audience. And we can't do it if we're going to put them at risk yeah absolutely and then this uh, okay. there was that big thing that went round uh when uh, when the lockdown first started it's like when shakespeare went into lockdown he went and wrote king lear which which has actually <laughs> been historically debunked i think about the timing of it but i think the point was is that you know theater has suffered these things before you know there were yeah. theaters dark during the war there were theaters dark during the plague there were theaters dark for various reasons in history yeah but they came back because people want to have that experience of seeing a show or seeing a, a comedian or seeing a writer or whatever it is they're going to watch um and you will you will be back stronger than ever i'm almost certain um and that will be and whether that happens in 2020 or 2021 or even further into the future it will be a, a, a very vibrant thing i'm almost certain yeah. um, we had hoped we had hoped to actually do something in the open air in this month but um for various reasons it hasn't been able to we haven't been able to arrange it with um well with with the council getting the council and getting the they were positive um but then things happened and um i think yeah i think locally uh, we've we've we've, like you said we've had that second spike i think it's been it's been a little bit tricky to to do those things that we were probably hoping to yeah we did hope to do something outdoors um but there again the weather (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true yeah we are in rossendale you do remember that right Uh, right so we're going to sadly we're going to have to call it a day uh, Dave. but what we are going to do is um uh, as time goes on uh, i'd really love you to keep in touch with the show Uh, this this five till six hour we always talk about the arts uh, and um, when we've got a few more details about how things are are going with the i'd love you to check in with us every every now and again and we can uh, we can we can get a regular thing going that's wonderful, Paul. We'd love to do that and keep people um, advised of, of where we are and when we will be back and uh, in front of them. Well, indeed. And in your last music choice, I think you've summed it up very nicely, with, uh, because if we're coming to the end of things, uh, you, we are homeward bound now. We're coming to the end yeah. of this, this thing. And you've chosen Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> Yeah, my favourite, my, my favourite artist of all time, I think. And there was so much choice, but this one, for various reasons, um, 
means a lot to me. And, um, yeah, I just had to pick, if I had to, I couldn't not pick a Simon and Garfunkel whenever I decided this one is the one I'd pick. You don't always need a story, you just sometimes like a track because yeah. it's great. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Here's Homeward Bound. Thank you very much, David. Thank you. 104.7 Rossendale Radio. And so Waffle the Bite Size podcast comes to an end for another week. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to speak to David West from the Rossendale Players about all of their uh, upcoming productions that they've got and also about the, how they're really dealing with the COVID situation and how we're going to get back to uh, being out there and, and seeing live theatre. And it's great to hear about what a, what a real family it is and how they've managed to bring that volunteer group together. Um, I think uh, just like at Rossendale Radio, um, it's really great to hear that there's a a really good, strong team of volunteers doing their best just to bring you entertainment all the way through the days. Um, We'll be uh, keeping in touch with uh, David and the team over at Rossendale Players in the coming weeks, so so listen out for future episodes. Uh, My thanks, as ever, go to the team at Rossendale Radio for allowing us to broadcast on a Sunday afternoon, and of course to Melanie Kemp for all of her brilliant work um, editing Waffle the Bite Size podcast. I will see you very soon.